Good evening, this is Mandy Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News. A Creston woman was transported to the hospital following a two-vehicle accident Wednesday evening. The Creston Police Department says 36-year-old Stephanie Bacom of Creston was driving a 2007 Chevy Tahoe near the intersection of Sumner and Howard Streets and stopped behind an SUV in the inside lane that was facing southbound, waiting to turn eastbound on Howard Street. 23-year-old Kaylee Ann Buchanan of Creston was driving a 2017 Dodge Durango southbound on Sumner Street when she changed from the outside lane to the inside lane. Buchanan stated that she thought Bacom came to an abrupt stop and she did not have time to avoid the collision. Bacom stated she was being tailgated by Buchanan from the intersection of Townline and Sumner. When Bacom came to a stop, she looked in her mirror and saw that Buchanan was not slowing down. Bacom hit her vehicle's horn to get the attention of Buchanan before the collision happened. Bacom's vehicle was rear-ended at a high rate of speed. Creston police officer Corey Dorsey was stopped at the stop sign at Sumner and Howard Streets and observed the moments just before the impact, but did not hear any tires squealing from Buchanan attempting to stop and did not observe any skid marks on the roadway. Bacom was transported to the Greater Regional Medical Center by Medic One. The second cold snap will move through the area over the next several days, bringing a freeze watch for a handful of counties in northwest Iowa. State climatologist Justin Glisson says above normal temperatures return to the region after this cold snap. Uh, But after the cold snap, it looks like our short-term outlooks into the middle of October are showing elevated probabilities of warmer-than-average temperatures and also near-normal precipitation. So, Overall, those are great conditions, uh, a good window uh, to get harvest completed. Glisson advises farmers to be aware of the atmospheric conditions and the weather forecast. The state has experienced several combine fires and the potential remains for field fires. Atlantic Police Chief Devin Hogue spoke in front of the City Council on Wednesday regarding the APD's efforts addressing personal vehicles parked on private property violating city code. Chief Hogue says there are two main areas where they are finding the need for enforcement. Personal vehicles not parked on approved surfaces, the grass, and other vehicles that could be identified as junk vehicles. He says certain ones would apply in both situations. Chief Hogue says the first step is splitting the city into zones and assigning officers to each zone. Our goal is that when when time allows, officers will look for violations in their zones and decide the, the best route that they have to address it. Chief Hogue drafted a letter that officers can give to those people in violation. He says the letter describes the violation, includes the code sections being addressed, and explains the consequences if the issue is not handled, ranging from a parking violation to a municipal infraction and citation. The letter also lists the fees that would be associated with those. Um, In these letters, the property owners or residents are given a time frame in which they have to address the issue. before officers may come back and they may issue a citation or um, start to conduct the abatement process. So this given giving them an honest opportunity for individuals to address the violations uh, without jumping straight to finding them. Chief Hogue says this process is in the early stages of its implementation, but they have experienced success already. We've had individuals call in to clarify uh, their options to take care of it. Um, and many others have already resolved the issue and taken care of it as well, just from giving them a copy of a letter. Um, going forward, I just want to make sure we wanted to note that, I mean, we're still currently uh, very much shorthanded, um, and these issues are being addressed as officers have time, 
So depending on our call volume, you know, some officers in one zone might have more time than officers in another zone. Chief Hogue asks neighbors to try and work out these issues before calling the police department. He said they do not wish to cite or find citizens to be compliant. You know, our main goal is to see an impact and change through, you know, education and word of mouth. So that's kind of what we're going for. Good. Chief Hogue says the city is split into five zones. A person in violation has about two weeks to comply. The Audubon County Board of Supervisors approved the purchase of a new Sheriff's Department patrol vehicle at this week's meeting. Over the years, Sheriff Todd Johnson has kept a schedule of replacing one patrol car in the fleet annually. Audubon County Supervisors Chairman Doug Sorensen says due to circumstances beyond their control, there will be a change in the routine. Sheriff Johnson came in and, of course, uh, over a year ago, I think it was about 14 months ago, he had ordered a new patrol vehicle, and yep. he tries to order one per year uh, just to keep, uh, circulate, keep them in rotation and, and rotate the old ones out. I ordered a new, you know, new Tahoe, um, was told it wouldn't come in until at least January, probably be June. Well, we still hadn't got it. Gotten it. Here it is, September. We still haven't gotten it. It was over a year ago that he ordered it. Um, finally got notice that it had been built. It was in transit. Sorensen said it was not too long after that that Sheriff Johnson received the bad news. He got he got a call the other day. Well, somehow in transit, it had gotten stolen. Sorensen says the county ordered another one a month ago for next year. You know, it's it's really puts us in a bind, you know. Uh, he's getting, you know, because they, they get old. They get a lot of miles, and they start putting a lot of repairs, uh, you know, transmissions and things in them. So, um, so yeah, we, we said just go ahead and order another one. If it, if it would happen to come in, we get two of them come in in the same year. I guess we'll just have to do a budget amendment. The supervisors also discussed the proposed wind turbine project near Brayton. Sorensen says the board has heard complaints about setbacks and requests to increase the setbacks between the turbine and dwellings. In the meantime, the supervisors are consulting with the county attorney. The project is scheduled to start in about four to five years. Fire Prevention Week starts October 8th and runs through October 14th. The Atlantic Firemen will kick off the week with a breakfast on Sunday, October 8th and end with the parade on Saturday, October 14th. Jake Vetter, spokesman for the Atlantic Fire Department, says they will kick off the week with the annual breakfast from 7 a.m. to noon at the fire station. We'll all be out there. We'll be cooking it right in front of you. We'll have eggs, sausage, bacon, pancake. If you want to come catch a pancake, you can take a couple steps back and we'll toss them to you. What do you use these funds for? A lot of it goes to help pay for the parade and then the fire preventions. And we go talk to kids, school and the preschools. Um, we always give them little trinkets, fire hats, pencils, cookies, and mostly just stuff like that. The following week, the Atlantic firemen will visit schools and preschools discussing fire safety, particularly this year's theme, Cooking Safety Starts With You. Just simple things in the kitchen that you want to think about. Obviously, oil and water don't mix, so grease fires. Make sure you want to use a fire extinguisher. Keep that close to where you're cooking. A clean oven, a drip pan in the oven, so the bottom of your oven doesn't get all caked with buildup and then potentially start a fire. And, of course, always smoke detectors. The week culminates with the parade on Saturday, October 14th. Better says the lineup starts at 4 p.m. at 3rd and Olive Street. We send letters out to all uh, area fire departments, try to get as many fire trucks as we can. And of course, we'll have the destruction drill team. Uh, they're going to be coming and they'll go through the parade a couple times. And of course, we'll have the clowns. The clowns will be back. They'll be walking up and down the parade route. We'll end with us walking through in our trucks and such. Jake Vetter. 
More news online at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Eddie Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News.